Hello FHM, it's Camden Blair here with the Disjointed Dialogue, where I pick a meaningless topic and chip in without my thoughts on said topic. Today's subject is... Birds. The topic was decided by ChatGPT. I just asked it for a podcast topic idea, and it told me to talk about avians. So I'm going to sit here and give you my top 10 favorite birds and what I think their favorite musical artist is. Help me. Number 10, we got the dodo, or the raphus cuculatus. A real day one, you know. It walked so others could run. It's a Tupac of birds, if that makes any sense, right? It totaled at like three feet tall or so. It weighed 50 pounds, hefty little guy. And it didn't have any predators until humans. They weren't stupid, despite what people think. And I hate that accusation, because I love the dodo. Smart guy, put money on the table. Food on the table, you know what I'm saying. Good bird. It has strong beak for self-defense, and I can't explain why. But I think they're a Daniel Caesar fan. They just strike me as one, you know? They look very calm. They look like they would really jam out to that kind of stuff. At number nine, we have the Lammergeier, or the bearded vulture. Its scientific name is the Gypatus barbatus if I'm pronouncing that right. And if I'm not, no one cares. It has a lifespan of 40 years. It's closer to the hawk family than vultures. And it's got this beautiful autumn, like orange color to their feathers, which happens because they rub iron rich soil on them. Their diet relies almost purely on bone marrow. They don't have any predators and they are a necrophage, which means that they pry and eat on dead animals. They have a top speed of 75 miles per hour, making them one of the fastest birds. So I've got pictures of these birds, and I can't show you any of them, because it's a podcast. But like, this is one imposing bird, if you know what I'm saying. They got like these dark wings, and they got this scary like autumn color to them. It's almost like a maroon, honestly. And I just would not want to be around these people. Uh, it's the rarest vulture in Europe. They drop their food from the sky, sometimes hundreds of feet like tall, uh, to break their bones so that they can eat the marrow because they have a really weak beak. And I don't think the Lammer guy listens to music. I'm going to be honest. This is the one time that I'm like, listen, he is not a music fan. Because, like, you look at the photo... And I think he's one of those guys that like sits on the bus and just stares out the window. They don't strike me as one of those people that listen to music. I feel like they'd get into a conversation with you and they talk about like, well, I just don't really like any of the modern music and so I don't listen to any of it. And I really think it would like uh, help with my concentration. That pisses me off. Lammergeier deserves to be on the list, but man, I hate you birds. Moving on. We have the Satanic Nightjar, or the Eurostopodus Diabolicus. Diabolicus? That sounds more right. And this guy I put on the list because he's just a silly fella. I mean, you look at the picture, and I wish you'd see him. He's this rotund little guy. Kind of looks like a rat uh, with these beady black eyes. You know, or real, like... If you were to stomp on them, right? Which you wouldn't, because it's an awesome bird. But I feel like 
it's a very easy bird to defend yourself against. That makes sense. It's nocturnal. It's heavily endangered, which might have something to do with its incredibly non-threatening demeanor. Um, it's been considered to be a demonic entity in folklore. Uh, it's nearly a foot long, so it's longer than you would assume, considering what the pictures look like. They live solely in a small region of Indonesia. They have a lifespan of five and a half years. And the folklore is talking about says that the birds would claw eyes out of those who sleep during its prowl. Hear me out. Big Danny Brown fan. I think it listens to Atrocity Exhibition. I think its favorite song is probably Ain't It Funny or Dance in the Water, you know? I think it's one of those birds that, like, really messes with the experimental stuff. They both make really weird, like, calls in terms of sound, and they both get called demonic. So it just fits really, really well, you know? Looks like a Quaranta enthusiast. Number seven, we've got possibly the most underrated bird ever in terms of, like, the love they get. It's the rock dove, the Kalemba livia, or also known as the NYC pigeon. It is, uh, you, it was, I should say was, my bad. It was used uh, by the U.S. to carry messages during the war and was released in the cities after they had served their use. They really, like, helped us win the big wars, and then we just kind of, like, ditched them, which is really sad. They don't deserve that, you know? They're originally found in cliffside regions, which is why they love the cities so much, because they're extremely steep and rocky. They are the least hesitant bird species when it comes to human contact. As you would know if you've been to NYC, they fear nothing. They will fight to the death over a small breadstick. They are possibly the first bird to ever be domesticated, if you consider domestic. It depends on the definition of domestication. But the point is that they are very good at following orders and were one of the first to like really hone in on that craft. They have phenomenal navigation skills and can find their way home from over 13 mile, 100 miles away. They have great foresight for the weather, often anticipating rain before meteorologists do, which is just kind of like fascinating. Like at that point, why not have a bird detecting weather machine? You feel me? That would be an amazing thing. I'd love that so much. Baby pigeons are much more rare to see because they stay in their nests for much longer than other baby birds. Uh, the pigeons have been taught to differentiate between malignant and benign cancer with an 85% accuracy record. So as if they're not special enough, they're like cancer-detecting machines. That is an awesome gift. Although... If a doctor, like, brought out a pigeon and had it, like, touching me and feeling for a cancerous growth, I think I'd cry. You know, I think it's heavily slept on bird. It's truly, like, the greatest of all time on the east coast of the U.S. I don't think there's any arguing about that. If they don't listen to Jay-Z, then I really don't know what the bird does listen to. I mean, they're both a face in New York in their respective category. And who doesn't listen to Jay-Z? Let's be honest here. Moving on, we have Loggerhead Shrike, who is the most sadistic bird I've ever seen. They are 
a small little songbird, and they have extremely, like, graphic hunting strategies. I'm looking at the picture right now, and uh, they're a very cute bird, you know? They've got these, like, gray and black, like, undertones, and they're, they're this very small, pretty bird. Uh, and in the picture, it is standing right next to an impaled what I can only assume to be a smaller bird on a stick of a tree. So they kill their prey by snapping its neck and then impaling it on a fence or branch to save it for later. Already horrible. They paralyze their larger prey they hunt by biting its spine, which, no, I've never been bitten in the spine. But I imagine... If you're a larger bird and this small little songbird comes up to you and paralyzes you, it's not a good day for you. I'd be very offended and I'd feel like my masculinity had been threatened. The fletchlings will practice carrying, killing, and impaling animals. Uh, and instead of using animals, they'd use sticks, leaves, and trash scraps. So from day one, they just want to kill things, right? Their head is unusually large compared to the rest of its body, and it hunts down poisonous prey like the monarch butterfly by waiting three days after impaling them to eat them so that their poison in their body breaks down and dissipates, which is a whole nother level of, you know, sadistic. They feel like a Dallas Cowboys fan, if I've ever seen one as a bird. Like, they definitely... They're sadistic. I bet you they're also a little masochistic, you know? They're, they're into that stuff, you know? Um, they're probably one of those cornballs, like really obsessed with the German history, if that makes sense. I imagine they only listen to Drift Funk or Slipknot. They look like an edgelord that grows up in a gated community. So it kind of makes sense, you know? Raised right, but man, they're trying really hard to look cool and stuff. We gotta move on, because... We're, what, 11 minutes into this now? Kind of wild. At number five, I got the Tawny Frogmouth. He's a silly fella. Nine to 21 inches in size. A 10-year lifespan, which is pretty good in all things considered. Uh, it uses lichen, moss, and spiderwebs to camouflage their nests. They're related to the satanic nightjar, brother from another mother. Um, I'm looking at a picture from him, and man, he's just a silly fella. I don't know what else to say. He is a weird little guy. He's got giant eyes, and he's very, like, uh, circular. And he's got one of the weirdest little mouths I've ever seen. It looks like a Furby, kind of. Uh, when they're disturbed, they'll uh, start what's called stumping, uh, which is where they stiffen their body and raise their head so that they look like a tree branch. This is their self-defense mechanism when they are asleep. They can imitate the buzzing sound of a bee. They constantly look kind of shocked. And uh, I feel like, all right, I'm thinking here. I got to ponder. Because this, like this looks like a smart bird. Stevie Wonder. I think they're like a jazz fusion enthusiast. And I think they got a lot to say about, you know, the beauty of Stevie Wonder. Seems chill. Wins the I want to hang out with this bird award. 
Next, number four, we have the fiery build Arakari. And this is going to be a little shorter than the rest because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Their scientific name is Teroglossus Franci, which wins the most difficult to pronounce award. And they are, uh, they're just like cool looking. I'm going to be honest. The only reason I put them on the list is because they just look cool. They got this nice red and yellow bill. They've got this black coat with some red and yellow like stripes on it. It's a kind of toucan, you know? And so toucans as a whole deserve a lot of credit because they're just bright fellas. Love seeing them all the time. And, you know, out of all the toucans, I just thought this was the coolest looking one. I think if they listen to music, hmm, I'm stuck between Harry Styles or Dua Lipa. I think both of them kind of fit the fiery build Arakari, like very, very flashy, very proud, you know? And and that's a good thing, you know? Th- this wins the probably fun at parties bird award. We got uh, our top three now, and I'm going to give two like quick honorable mentions. Didn't make the list, but I love them so much. One is the emu, because that is just a massive bird, right? How does that exist? And two, we have, you know, I was debating putting this on here, because I'm not crazy about the bird by any means, but just like a sparrow, you know? Very, very generic bird, but well-deserving of the award. Love the bird so much. You know, you give them some breadcrumbs, and it's just a good day. Number three, we got the new Caledonian crow, or the Corvus Monoduli... Monoduloides. Yeah. Uh, my game plan was I wasn't going to look up any of the pronunciations for any of these prior to filming, because why would I? It is the smartest bird we know of. It uses tools in order to get out food and treats from little, like, puzzles that their owners make, uh, most commonly using a twig to push grubs and insects out of holes. They are possibly the kindest bird alive, since they are known to give gifts to humans they like and even fight to protect a human if they are really connected to them. Smaller than ravens, uh, and they have like this caw noise instead of a raven's deep croak. That's how you know it's a crow rather than a raven, although both of them deserve to be on the list. Sadly, raven was just a little bit behind. Um, They've got full comprehension of liquid displacement, well, depending on the bird, but a lot of them have been found to place rocks and glasses of water to remove water from the vial, which, like, I know some full-grown, like, high schoolers that I don't think understand liquid displacement. I think they would just kind of sit there, you know? So props to the new Caledonian crow. In 2002, a crow named Betty became the first recorded bird to bend a pliable material to make a hook in order to grab a formerly inaccessible piece of food stuck in a box, showing that they can make tools as well as use them. It's possible that the species of bird is capable of planning tasks, hunting runs, and other activities in multiple steps or stages, making them more intelligent than many infant humans. This was found in a special college test that, I'm going to be honest, I read it, still don't fully understand it. 
Now, if I had to guess, like, what kind of music the bird listens to, I'm going to go with probably someone, like, on Anthony Fantano's, like, tens list, you know? Like, the Court of the Crimson King or To Pimp a Butterfly. I feel like it's one of those birds that, like, really likes some more, not just experimental, but some more innovative stuff. You feel me? All right. Number two. We've got my personal favorite, the shoebill stork or the Belaniceps rex. It gets up to five feet tall, which is probably the best height for a bird. I think anything taller than that, and you're at risk of like being hunted to extinction. Uh, it looks cute and creepy at the same time. I'm sorry that I can't show any p- pictures of any of these because specifically the shoebill, this is one hell of a bird. You know, it's got these beautiful gray feathers and it's got a big bill shaped like a shoe bill, which is what it gets the name from. And it's just such an imposing fella. And, you know, they open their mouth and they're super cute, but then they kind of like stare you down and God, that is terrifying. Um, It's call sound, sounds just like a machine gun, uh, which is also very, very horrifying. They eat baby crocodiles, which, honestly, not that terrifying. If you're five feet tall, you better, you know? Uh, They've got incredible patience. They will sit and stalk their prey for hours, which makes a lot of people think that they're super dumb and that they're just kind of, like, staring. But no, no, no. He's just pondering. Just pondering. Oh, whimsical bird, you know? They be out here frolicking. Want to be part of them. They have a larger wingspan than LeBron James. Truly an unguardable bird, you know, you put that avian in the bulls or you put that bird God forbid in the nuggets and he is man. He's making it. He's future MVP. I tell you They can live up to 36 years old, which I don't know if that's terrifying or not But it's definitely a little bewildering Why can a bird live that long the idea of a middle-aged man being barely older than a bird, kind of crazy. They will pluck out their feathers to give to humans or fellow shoebills that they like as a sign of courtesy and and gratitude, which is just awesome, right? Very, 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 very calm bird and a very, very, you know, elegant bird. Well-mannered, well-mannered. Knows how to treat people right. Good bird, good bird. They, uh, the most famous shoebill stork, Sushi, lives in an African zoo and is known to bow to humans, meets, and let them pet him if they bow with him. If they refuse to bow with him, Sushi will run to the other side of the enclosure and try and avoid the human at all costs. The zoo in Africa loves him to death, and he gets spoiled rotten, I hope, uh, because that is just the bird of all time right there. That's the real greatest of all time. They, (laughs) uh, great segue here. Um, When the bird is younger, they will murder their sibling. Typically, it is the youngest of the siblings so that they can have more food. You know, real alpha mentality over here. You know, mamba, mamba mentality. Uh, <laughs> despite uh, that, d- despite being that they look 
admittedly like horrible monsters, they're really friendly to humans. You know, they will just walk over and they'll have a fun old time. They're not very territorial at all. Like people have been able to walk up close to them and just fine, just fine. Um, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't think the bird, the bird's too weird to have like a singular favorite artist. I'm guessing anywhere from 21 Savage or Bob Marley, because the bird, I mean, just look it up for yourself. How I have zero clue what this bird listens to, but I know that it listens to music. You know, it's not like the Lammergeier. Like it's definitely, this bird listens to music. I just don't know what. And for the number one spot, I'm gonna pass this off to someone who truly has this bird near and dear to his heart, the bald eagle. I love America. America bird. What is a kilometer? Who is Boris Johnson? Doesn't matter. It's called soccer Europe. D is for losers. Or the bombers is a real man's drink. Drive on the right side of the road, weirdos. I bleed red, white, and blue. Roll tide. Arr! If my medical bill doesn't cost at least 500k, I don't want it. I'll drink 10 gallons of vegetable oil before every meal. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we Americans can have automatic rifles. Josh Allen needs to man up and stop talking about how cold Buffalo is. Larry Bird is the greatest basketball player ever. I love Macklemore so much, he definitely deserved Rap Album of the Year in 2012. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the disjointed dialogue. God bless our troops, and God bless America.